Well, welcome to the Keeper Soul Texas podcast. Uh, my name is Michael Roth. Today, we're actually out in the original part of the vineyard, the one acre test plot that we did to see if we can even grow grapes in East Texas because uh, we weren't 100% sure. Really, nobody at that time was growing grapes uh, back all the way in 1998. 20 years later. Yeah, 20 years later. And, and you know, we, we still use guineas to, to kind of help uh, our farm and mm -hmm. manage our vineyard. And uh, just kind of cool, if you've never seen a guinea feather, this is what it looks like. What's super exciting is that we're actually with Alex Lee today. Uh, he's actually officially our winemaker now. Uh, last episode, he was the assistant winemaker. So that gives us about a three month gap between last episode and this episode. And uh, mainly has to do with the fact that we've been, uh, had our heads down, we've been working real hard. Uh, we've had harvest, we've had a lot of other things come up. And so uh, we're getting back on the bandwagon with our podcast. Uh, Alex, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Hopefully the last title changed for myself for a little while there. <laughs> Enjoying the lovely weather we have now. This fall just started here. So today we're going to talk about our 2016 bourbon barrel aged Merlot. Okay, so if anybody orders Merlot, we're not drinking it, right? <laughs> we're not having any Merlot, no, that's right. <laughs> oh, but we're, we're pretty big fans of uh, Merlot here, no matter what that movie Sideways says. Uh, we have moved past that point and actually we celebrate our Merlot. We've had a lot of success. It's one of my favorite grapes to work with here um, year after year it just turns out exceptionally well especially in our red categories in both our blends with the merlot and our single varietals so this right. is a single variety merlot but what makes this one especially something extra was how we aged it in bourbon barrels right and that came from our very own right? absolutely yeah this came from our own uh, distillery right next door now to your knowledge do, is anybody else doing that is have you ever seen a distillery and, and winery that's all the same company at least to my knowledge not that i know of it's um, okay. very very special to have a winery and vineyard next to each other already but to have a place that you can go where you can get merlot our own grapes uh, made with our own wine with uh, our own bourbon barrel agent that's something you can really only find right here. So for sure, unique in Texas, yeah. if not potentially in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some people <laughs> still hold on to this idea from 2004 when Sideways came out yeah. that yeah. somehow it's a, it's, a, it's a bad wine, you know, yeah. so therefore Pinot Noir is better or, you know, there's all these different varietals mm -hmm. that people will say, but what, let's talk about Merlot for a yeah. second. Yeah, so a lot of that stigma, we talk about Sideways, of course, but uh, uh, it's overshadowed by King Cabernet pretty often out there and they're actually genetically very very similar hmm. but there's a little bit of differences we find a lot of success with in particular but uh, it's going to be on your bolder side of your red it's not going to be like a lighter pinot noir but you're going to have a little bit more onto the red fruit characteristics rather than the dark fruit at least more dominantly you have a little bit of dark fruit in there okay. as well but at least in our experience our keeper salt merlot tends to be a, a very very smooth very soft but still has that elegant tannin uh, finish to it too so it's still slightly onto that bolder side but still very very smooth what makes our merlot so unique so unique uh like many of our wines they're made to be very very comfortable and our okay. merlot is one of the wines that really showcases that point of it still stylistically what you're after in a merlot but you're going to get still that very fruit forward or just very forward flavor in the wine and then that's going to transition into a very soft, smooth finish towards the end. So normally when we when we age uh, our Merlot in barrels, it's what, 24 to 48 months, depending on Absolutely, vintage? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, recently we've been getting closer to 36 months. Okay. Let's talk about bourbon barrel aging yeah. now. So, yeah. so do we start in a normal oak barrel, wine barrel, and then it gets transferred into a bourbon barrel, or do we go straight into a bourbon barrel? It goes barrel? straight into a bourbon <clears throat> barrel. Okay. but not quite nearly as long. So okay. The flavor of oak 
is the same uh, virtually or how it's applied to wine across all different oak uh, barrels where it can overtake the flavor of your wine very, very quickly. So relatively speaking, we'll only put it into a new or a very flavorful oak barrel for a short amount of time, just enough to get enough of that oaky flavor, but we don't want it to overpower our uh, the main part of our wine, the fruit aspect in particular. Right. So for this wine in particular, we had uh, bourbon barrel aged for about 24 months, and I, I blended in about 30% neutral aged Merlot as well to kind of balance it out. Okay. The big goal in mind with this one here to balance between the soft fruit forward Merlot and still showcase that with the bourbon barrel aspect of it as well. You really want to still get that bourbon barrel wine or else you could just get a normal one. So we right. still want to get that bit in there. Um, but what we really wanted to avoid was overdoing the oak side of things. Very, very easy to do, um, but we really wanted to make sure that everything was in harmony going in with this wine here. Okay, so I just want to kind of break down something just yeah. for the people that are maybe new to wine or yeah. maybe could have missed something there that you just said. And so, yeah. so with bourbon barrel oak aging, yeah. it could be very potent if we just left it. Absolutely. It, it would yeah. be, it would almost overbear what yes. the natural yes. wine or yeah. the grape has to, its own characteristics, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Whereas, if, so you're aging it for a limited amount of time and then you're blending it, what you said, with a neutral barrel. Yes. So let's talk about a neutral barrel. What yeah. is a neutral barrel? Yeah, yeah. So you have two different types of barrels, at least in the wine world. We have what we call new and neutral barrels. Okay. So a new barrel is one you get in for the first time and it has its nice oaky flavors on the inside of it. But after two to four uses, the wine has soaked up all the flavors that wood has to give. So after that's called a neutral barrel. But neutral barrels are still very good for extended aging. We like to do that quite a bit here. So for this wine here, we still wanted to showcase quite a bit of that, that bourbon barrel aspect. Mm. And then we wanted to just uh, add a little bit of that neutral barrel of that same wine to balance it out so it doesn't overpower the actual wine itself. If we go and taste this this yes. wine right now. Mm -hmm. So when we were talking about Merlot earlier, that is still the hallmark point that we are trying to showcase here. And the bourbon aspect was just a, a highlight portion to that. So you're still going to get that nice, bright, ripe red fruit going on, mm -hmm. but that bourbon barrel aspect is almost heightens the smoothness. It still keeps that nice smooth caramel aspect to it. I get a lot of people saying like butterscotch and vanilla, Ooh. very deep, uh, slightly smoky, like burnt caramel aspects to it. And this almost undefiable bourbon aspect as well. Still the same alcohol. We didn't actually add any extra bourbon. We we're just getting that nice seasoned oak character from the barrel itself. What would you suggest pairing this with then? Like if you're gonna pair this with a meal at a restaurant here, we do a, a, a charred steak, or you could just have a, a little bit of a char to a steak where it's mm. just above caramelized. Don't over blacken it at all. You don't want to hurt your steak too much, but something that you can you can really uh, pair that slightly smoked to is a, the number one pairing that I can imagine right now. But uh, going into fall here as well, you can do a lot of your, uh, like a, a pumpkin soup, a really hearty one like that. This okay. will pair really nicely <clears throat> to that sweeter aspect to it a lot of like corn chowders as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so you think polenta would be a good option? Oh yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, a lot of your heartier cheeses and Thanksgiving really. When Thanksgiving's coming up and you got your smoked turkey and your ham right there, yeah. it's gonna be able to take you all the way through dinner. The smoke flavor is very, very light. So it's gonna pair extremely well to your already smokier meats that are out there without doubling down on it. It's more just gonna highlight it and really uh, excite the 
intricacies in between those. Uh, this was one of the first wines that you ever got the yeah, chance yeah, yeah. to really work it's on. My let's, first born here. Let's let's let's, <laughs> let's talk about that. Like, what what was that like working with Michael to get this kind of prepared and 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 to get yeah. into its place? Yeah. So I joined the I joined Keepersall about six years ago just as a server. Um, at the restaurant. At the restaurant, yes, at the restaurant there. Um, and I got a chance to work under Michael McFennan just as a cellar rat uh, about two years ago. And just learning everything from the ground up, from the, mm. the winemaking and just being involved onto the wine caring side of things from there on up. So uh, especially getting a lot of the scientific knowledge of it. So I wasn't here for this particular harvest, but I was the one who carried it through towards the last part of the uh, aging and to the blending side of things there. So getting to work with Mike was something very, very special and uh, very grateful for that time that I got to work with him and working on this wine too, because we did, this was our, our second vintage on the bourbon barrel Merlot. And we really established the vision for what we wanted in bourbon barrel Merlot uh, with our first vintage there when I got a chance to work with that one. Yeah. Um, lot more hands-off at that time but I was able to carry that vision forward into this one here we still do both of our bourbon barrel aged wines our our bourbon barrel aged Merlot and as well as the Cabernet okay and the Cabernet we really want to accentuate a little bit more to the bold side there that one's a little bit trickier to balance but I think at the end product it's that much more exciting when you have just a very bold but still not aggressive wine in the Cabernet um, King Cab paired with bourbon barrel is something special too. Uh, and we really are excited to keep this bourbon barrel age program running into the future. Uh, Cause this is something just, you can't find anywhere else. Somewhere where you can get just our bourbon barrel aged wines, our own wines, our, our grapes, you can't find that anywhere else. And it just ends up to be just an absolutely perfect pairing for us to get the, the, the smoky, sweet, caramelized uh, aspects of the bourbon and that Pairing that so well with the uh, ripe fruits of both the Merlot and then that bolder fruit of our Cabernet. That's something I'm really excited about. I'm, I'm really glad that you guys are still enjoying this wine because I really love making it. It's probably my favorite wine to make, actually. If you guys have never been to a distillery and winery yeah. at the same location, come on out. We're doing tours all the time, especially on Saturdays. 2 and 4 p.m. are our tour times. Uh, come check out our bourbon. Come check out our our Merlot on their own, and then try this blend right here. This Please. this this marriage of of bourbon flavors kind of being infused into a, a wine aging program, which is super delicious, very good. Um, let's talk real quick about for those that maybe like Merlot but don't necessarily know if they like bourbon or don't like bourbon. Yeah. Let's talk about like is this is if. If I take a drink of this, am I gonna feel like I'm just drinking bourbon? Oh. Or what? What? what oh, that's do I, a great question. Um, I've had that question quite a bit before, and we're really working with the seasoned barrel aspect of it. This isn't us adding any bourbon into it. So the barrel itself is very, very good about giving, but not so much taking so much. So it didn't take too much from the bourbon itself, but that oak itself still has so much more to give. It's part of making bourbon. Uh, you can only use a bourbon barrel once. So once we're done with our single round of bourbon over our distillery, they send it over to me and that's when we fill it up with the red wine here. So for those at home that are interested in the bourbon barrel aged Merlot and Cabernet, uh, we're taking the best parts of what makes bourbon bourbon and also applying them to the Merlot as well. 
All right, guys. Well, thanks again, Alex, for taking oh, your time absolutely. and uh, look forward to uh, learning more about wine with you. Yeah. And, and as we go on to this journey, I'm uh, obviously we got quite a few different opportunities and topics to talk about when it comes to wine, especially our wines yeah. that we grow here. Yeah. So follow us on uh, social media, follow us on Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You know, feel free to uh, reach out uh, if you have any questions or just come visit us. Uh, we've got a bed and breakfast, the RV park. We've got the winery, the distillery. We got winery and distillery tours. Come on out, come visit us. And uh, thank you guys for tuning into the Keep Us All Texas podcast.